Hey, it's Adam Bly, the marketing guy here at Rubino and Langwealth Partners and host of After the Paycheck. This episode of After the Paycheck is about charitable giving and retirement planning and kind of how we're going to marry the two together. So if you're someone who wishes that they had more time to decide where to give before the tax deadline of the end of the year, uh, if you were starting to think about retirement but want to spend more time giving back in the future, if you wanted to find a way to kind of have your family organize a way to give or create a way for your family to give together, or just looking for a way to reduce your taxes in retirement or leave behind some sort of personal or charitable legacy, this is an episode you want to tune into. Ryan really goes into depth about uh, donor-advised funds and qualified charitable distributions. So again, tune into this episode and enjoy. Welcome to After the Paycheck, the video series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. Today, I am joined with Ryan Marston, uh, partner and investment advisor here at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Pleasure thank to be here, as thank always. You, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're doing some construction around the office right now, so we're kind of kitty-quartered yeah. here uh, in front of the TV screen. I won't but get I think too it's close to work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a little uncomfortable in the, in the tight areas. But... Um, Today's topic is actually something that you had come to me about, and usually yeah. we try and take what, what people submit online, but you said that you've been talking to a few people this year that have brought this up, so I want to understand a little bit more about why you wanted to discuss the topic, which is charitable donations and retirement planning and how they kind of work together. Absolutely. So I've had some reviews recently with clients that they've actually kind of stemmed the conversation about um, being charitable okay. and ways they can do it. and. When we get into that conversation, there's really two main ways they can be charitable. Okay. And I, I think a lot has to do with what happened at the, the SECURE Act at the end of the year yep. and the RMD rules, and that just really sparked this conversation. But okay. So we've been talking, one, um, on how they can donate your RMD directly to charity. Okay. So you, if, you're, if you're taking your RMD and you don't need it, and you might be using other funds to already donate to charity, you can actually donate it directly to a charitable organization um, a 501c3, and if you do that, you don't have to claim that RMD on your taxes. So you might actually get a tax benefit as well okay. while still being philanthropic. Gotcha. Yep. And the second one that I um, spoke of is maybe on a little bit of a larger scale, um, and it's called a donor-advised fund. And they picked up a lot of steam recently too. Okay. Yeah. So a donor-advised fund. What's so Who would be someone that would be interested in, in maybe starting one or contributing to one? I don't know how sure. that kind of gets set up. but So th I guess there's a couple reasons you might might consider doing one. Um, back when the Tax um, Cut and Jobs Act, um, the, the big tax law changed yep. a couple of years ago, um, they increased the standard deduction, right? So a lot of people that were, say, donating $8,000 a year annually to American Red Cross, just using them yep. as an example, um, no longer receive the tax benefit because you switched over to the standard deduction, gotcha. right? So what the donor advised fund allows you to do is say, make uh, donations up to five years in advance of it. So you can do five years of donations at once and get all the tax benefit in that single year. Okay. So if you're doing that same 8,000, you do it pretty steadily times five, right? Mm -hmm. That's 40,000. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing the $40,000, you get that that forty thousand um, dollars tax benefit this year. Okay. On your um, on your taxes. On your returns. Yeah. Okay. And then you would do that periodically. You don't do that every year. You might do that every three five years going forward. Gotcha. Okay. So 
let's say I, I make that donation to the American Red Cross, $40,000 in 2020. Yeah. Um, and my tax write-off is only for that year, for 2020? Or? So the way it works is, first, so first you're making that donation. And it sits mm-hmm. in an investment account, actually, and grows tax-free. And those distributions from that donor-advised fund go out every year still to the American Red Cross or your your 501c3 um, organization. So one, it grows tax-free. Two, it still spreads it out. So you're not giving them a huge chunk at once, right? Um, In your question about the tax write-off, you get that. It it depends how you make it, right? So there's different ways you can actually fund a donor, a donor, a DAF or a donor-advised fund. One is cash. If you're you're just doing it with cash from, say, a bank account to get that tax benefit, um, you can deduct up to 60% of your adjusted gross income in that year, in that said year. Um, Another way you can actually fund these DAFs is through appreciated stock. So if you bought a stock 20 plus years ago and it it has risen through the roof, you own Apple, right? And you know, you don't want to sell it because you have a huge potential capital capital gains. Well, mm-hmm. you can use that to fund the DAF, okay, and get up to thirty percent, generally okay. speaking, up off your AGI or adjusted gross income. Okay. So you would you you would use that to fund the account. You don't have to pay the capital gains now, right? Uh, right, because you're um, funding it exactly, into that, that and then new that gets ah. invested for the charity, and then they can you can go to them over those that period of time too. So it's kind of a win-win for you personally and for the charity because the charity not only gets the benefit of whatever yeah. donation you're making, but there's also yeah. growth potential. And because you're lowering your AGI, your tax burden, you're able to give more to that actual charity. One hundred percent. And you should always consult. Okay. I always say consult the CPA before you do any of this <laughs> yeah. to make sure it's in your benefit and right. you're doing it the right way. Um, but it's a way of being charitable, if you, especially if you already are. A lot of people just don't know about it. Okay. Yeah. If they're like, let's say, for example, like I, I donate to the Pine Street interview, like sure. you know, smaller amounts, like five hundred bucks. But let's say I could I open up a donor account and just feed that every year instead of just giving right to you could, Pine but you're not getting a tax benefit because you're probably still taking the standard deduction now. Correct. Yeah. So you might not get the deduction off your adjusted gross income if you're funding it every year. Okay. So okay. you might still go about the old way. So that's when gotcha. it might not make sense, actually, to use okay. a donor-advised fund and just go about it the way you are doing it. Perfect. But you, okay. you should really look at that specific situation. Okay. Um, another big example I like to use is if you're, if you're selling a business in, the, in a given year or you have a huge um, tax liability coming down, say, for 2020, well, you might yep. consider using a, a donor-advised fund to help mediate that tax liability that, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. The other tactic you were talking about was taking your RMD. So if you're on the older, if you're already retired yeah. and you're getting ready to take required minimum distributions and you don't need them, but they might bump you in another tax bracket, you're saying there's something you can do with that to offset that? Yeah. So you can gift that directly to a, um, a third party in okay. another 501c3 charitable organization. Okay. So, so that's important to note that it, it has to be a 501. It, it can't be like it your Uncle Buck's like, you no, know, no, hey, no. I'm doing a pub crawl for whatever. Cer- right? like, certainly <laughs> not. Exactly. Okay. No, it has to go directly to the, uh, the charity. Um, and a 501c3 charity. And so the way it works is you don't have, if you were of an RMD of say 10,000 in a given year, $10,000, and you donate $5,000 to your church, which might be registered um, as as a um, okay charitable organization, you can donate 5,000 of it directly to the church. You still have to take that remaining 5,000 of your RMD, but you're only taxed now on the $5,000 that goes directly to you, not what goes to the church. 
Okay. All right. Could I pick multiple charities and disperse my... You could. Chop up my RMD however I want. Break it up as many ways as you want. Creates a little more work for the advisor because those checks have to, again, go directly. So if someone sat down, you have to make that third-party checkout directly to, like, Pine Street Inn. Right. Right. So let's say, like, uh, I am a wealthier individual and I wanted to create kind of, like, a legacy. Like, oh, this is the... You know, the Adam Bly Memorial something. And and I just every year have either this donor advisor fund or this RMD giveaway go to that. Can I structure it in a way where I where I would be like a five oh one C three myself, or would that just be more of like a hey, hopefully the <laughs> Pine Tree Inn likes me as a donor well, and name something? So like a donor advised fund is like a small version of, of that, of what you're talking about. Okay. And it's it's for the most part less headaches um, yeah. than creating your own organization. Okay. That's why you would do it. And then you can still gift to a charity that is important to it's you. Important to you. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's a little it's a little different, I guess. Okay. And um, just a, a note: the maximum you can do. So, if you have significant RMDs, the max you can actually um, take the tax advantage for is about a hundred thousand dollars. So, 000. if you have excess of a hundred thousand dollars of RMDs, the max you can take or or gift directly to the third party. Oh. 501c3 okay. um, would be 100000 and get the tax benefit. On the flip side, so is there a max for donor advisor funds? Uh, there's a ma- No, it's just a maximum percentage of what you can deduct off your AGI. Okay. So you can do a million dollars if you want. And another example, it might be an extreme example, but if you donate a million dollars to the donor advised advise fund, you may not want to give that said charity a million dollars at once anyways because you're not sure on how they're going to spend it. So if you put it into a donor advised fund, mm-hmm. it still goes out periodically to them over the, over the years. Okay. Um, so they get it in chunks as opposed to a big amount because you're not sure how they'll spend it. Is there a certain time frame I need to set these up within the year so that way it can affect me? If for you that want the year? tax benefit for that year, you really shouldn't wait till the year end planning. Gotcha. Um, you might, I would say... I mean, you can set it up as soon as you want, but you don't really want to wait until December because it's going to be very tough to get it done right. um, by December 31st. Because so for um, if you're donating your RMD directly to a charity, not only does it have to be dispersed, it actually has to be cashed by the charitable organization as well oh, to take, okay. take benefit in that so said year. If you're writing yeah. the check on December 30th, then you know that that charity is gone until Dece- or January of next year. Yeah. You're not getting that tax benefit. Exactly. So that is good to know. Yeah. Okay. So let's say I am in this scenario. I say I want to create a donor advisor fund or I want to take my RMDs and start contributing them to charity. Who do I speak with? An advisor. An and, advisor. And an accountant. You probably want to speak to both, right? Okay. To see what the benefit of you doing it certain ways is. Okay. Um, maybe your donor advised fund makes sense for you. Maybe donating your RMD directly to charity makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the way you're doing it now just out of cash makes sense for you. But you really want to sit down with someone and see how it impacts you. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is if you are being charitable, there might be a way you can actually get a tax benefit at the same time. Okay, right? perfect. So that's, I think that's a good way to re- kind of recap and sum everything up. So if you are someone who is a very charitable person or wants to become more philanthropic, um, look into donor advisor funds or taking your RMD if you are of that age, whether it be 70 and a half or now 72, if you were born after June 30th, 1949. I remember that correctly, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Um, you did get that right. I did get that right. You All did. right. Uh, my lawyer right here. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so if if those if you're in that scenario and you want to learn a little bit more, again, feel free to. We'll put some some links inside yeah. at the bottom of afterthepaycheck.com uh, to learn more about again donor advisor funds and uh, turning your RMD 
into a, I think it's a qualified charitable distribution. Distribution. Okay. QCD. QCD. Yeah. There are so many acronyms around. A lot here. of it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, so again, if you want to do that, you want to meet with an advisor, find out what your what your thresholds are yeah. for whatever that is, and, and and get started. Just talk to an advisor, talk to whoever you talk to now, and an accountant. You said like a CPA or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you want to see how it impacts you before you you, know, you actually, actually choosing that option, right? You don't just do something without knowing. Right, that's you a good question, right? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> don't leap before you look. It's yeah. really what, what the heart of this is. So. Uh, thank you, Ryan, as always, You're for welcome. coming and explaining for a little bit more about this crazy retirement planning process. Uh, if you're not at After the Paycheck right now, feel free to head over there and subscribe to future episodes. We have exclusive content coming your way in the next couple of weeks and months and hopefully years. Um, and just stay up to date with everything we have going on. Again, afterthepaycheck.com. Ryan, take care. Thanks. Until next time. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License 178-33. 3398.